All right, let's go straight to that topic now of self-love. A very warm welcome to Life Happens. Simone, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Ayanda. Thanks for having me. What the heck is Mm. self-love and why should we care about it? So self-love is basically the foundation of the most important relationship you're having, and that's actually the one with yourself. And because of our upbringing, the differences in how we were educated, what we were educated on, what was considered education, self-love is really about self-education and about personal development. And um, Louise Hay, uh, who is one of my greatest teachers and one of the pioneers in self-love, said that the most important relationship you're actually having is the one with yourself. And I think because we're so conditioned to think about relationships from an external perspective, our family, friends, lovers, we never ever think about the primary relationship we're having, which is the one with ourself. So when we think about self-love, I want you to think it is the foundation of the relationship you are having with yourself and therefore will infer every other relationship thereafter. Mm. What about those who say, oh, you know, these things of self-love, and self-acceptance these are like western things we don't have time for any of that you know we must just get on with it you must work you must find a good partner settle down etc all the self-love you know gibberish is, is, is actually a foreign concept what would you say to that well i think that is a thinking of a particular generation Mm. It does not apply to, you can say, millennials, uh, born freeze, uh, post-94. Part of being free is understanding that there's so much more to life than surviving. For the longest time, that's the way we've been conditioned to think. It's just about our survival. So our higher needs, our needs for self-actualization, for growth and development, were always put on the back burner because who had time for that? Because literally, you needed to put food on the table. But the beauty of us being free now, being educated, having access to information, gives us this opportunity to say, is there more to my life? And maybe it's great. Maybe our parents and our grandparents, they survived. But is there more to life? And when we're seeing that we want more, we start to investigate, well, what do I need to have more, to be more? And so now the mirror is being turned within. So even if I look at the clients that I deal with, right, young black professionals from the ages of about 23, the oldest uh, client I have is about 48. It is this surge that we're seeing. And South Africa always tends to be behind the trend a little bit when it comes to certain developmental issues. And that's because of our legacy. So where we see in the US or in Europe where personal development, lots of money is spent on it, lots of effort. We're seeing South Africans wake up to that now. And so self-love is so beautiful because, for example, I was listening to your show just before this, you're talking about the men are trash handle that's trending again. Well, one of the topics that we need to talk about is how does self-love fit into that? Mm. Like, would, would, would there be this level of violence if both men and women had higher levels of self-love, self-esteem and self-respect? And where do, where do the roles of the way our parents bring us up, what our, our primary and secondary education teaches us, where does that all fit into self-love? So you're seeing people take their self-education into their own hands and are saying, you know what, I don't blame my parents. They didn't know any better. They were trying to get me through school. They were trying to get me to survive. But now I want healthier relationships. I want more fulfilling relationships at work, um, in my family, with my friends, with the person I choose as my life partner. Yeah. And I have to understand that there's something that was not right in my teaching, in my mentality, in the way I understand my emotions, in the way I understand my psyche. And self-love fits into all of that. So it's far from woo-woo.
Is it, is it an ever-elusive phenomenon where we think, you know, we'll reach this place when I'm completely at peace with who I am, I, uh, the radical acceptance of, 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 of what I can do and what I can't do? Is that even attainable? Is it possible? It's most definitely possible. I don't think it would be spoken about if it wasn't. So... When you think about self-love, I like to make it practical because this can be very theoretical and we Mm. talk about it and none of us understand it. And so Louise Hay says there's ingredients for the self-love movement, right? If you want to start to love yourself, it starts with three basic tenets. I need to approve and I need to accept. Mm. And then I need to love myself. So when people are like, well, how do I love myself? How is this even possible? Well, it starts with looking at your own thinking. If you are a highly critical person, and I'm not just talking about others, because people who are highly critical of others, I know are more critical of themselves. Mm. If you are a person who's always judging yourself and putting yourself down, and that talk inside your own head, everybody knows that voice yeah, the that yaps, dialogue, the yeah. internal, the self-talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's incredibly negative, I know you don't love yourself. Because this person, look at yourself in the mirror, this person that wakes up with you every day. You know, anyone can leave you. Your parents, family, lovers, friends, everyone can leave you. Who's the one person that sticks by you no matter what? It's you. That you that looks at you back in the mirror has been with you through everything good and bad. Yet you put him or her down. You're always criticizing her. You're never saying anything nice. You're but You're not able to forgive her you're not, him. Forgiveness yeah. is a huge yeah. thing, right? It's also one of the consequences of self-love. When you love yourself, you forgive yourself easily. Mm-hmm. And if I forgive myself easily, I'll forgive you easily. Right. So you can see self-acceptance is a huge thing. Self-approval. Actually saying, you know what, with your faults and everything, I still approve of you. I still approve of you because I can't change you. I can't. You can't take Ayanda's consciousness and say, listen, can it please be sent back to the creator and Mm, give me a new one? Send Mm. back. We can't do that. So we struggle with self-acceptance. And then you can see the the disparages that come of that. You can see the negative consequences. Where does a level of self-rejection that comes, for example, from suicide, from someone who has such a a sense of self-loathing, who has such a sense of hopelessness because they don't believe that there's anything good in them? Depression, Mm -hmm. where that comes from, anxiety, the pressures that millennials feel now because everything's on social media. And you can see that's why this need for self-love becomes so, so important. And it starts with understanding your thinking. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to know the difference between self-love and just being selfish. You know, what is the difference and is there a difference? It's 20 minutes after two. Life Happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Simone Naidu is still with us in studio. She's a life coach, an inspirational speaker, a Reiki practitioner, and a meditation teacher. And we're talking about self-love and how it actually plays itself out. What is the difference between self-love and just being simply selfish, being a narcissistic prick who is self-absorbed and so conceited? Is there a difference? There's a Big, big difference. And it's all got to do with, again, that relationship you're having with yourself. See, self-love doesn't hurt anyone else. Mm -hmm. Narcissistic behavior, selfish behavior hurts other people. When I love myself, I behave in very different ways than if I don't care about you. And I think that's the distinction that needs to be had. When I love myself, I understand myself. I accept and approve of myself. I am able to set set healthy boundaries. I don't go out needing to harm anyone Mm. because harming anyone is harming myself. I understand that. So it is not vanity at all to be able to say, 
Ayanda, I love you. I really, really love you. Having that inner dialogue. Because what you are doing is building yourself up. Your self-image is becoming healthy. Mm. And if you think about how many of us don't have that, maybe because of the messages we received when we were younger in our homes, we started to believe things about the world. And so when you see people who are selfish, they are covering up a wound. You see, they don't believe that they really are worthy and deserving and good enough. So I put on a false bravado because it's Mm. much more difficult to be vulnerable and say, you know what? The way I'm projecting myself into the world is because I don't have that for myself. Mm. So self-love is a very, very different game. It's almost an energy vibration. It's very different. When someone loves themselves, you know, when they walk into a room, there's an energy and an aura about them. They don't seek to put anyone down. They don't seek to be better. There's no superiority and inferiority. There's a full acceptance of themselves. But when someone is selfish or vain, they are putting other people down all the time. There's always a competitive angle. There's ego involved. It's there's jealousy. There's involved. jealousy yeah. because there's lack and limitation inside them. Someone who is self-loving knows that they are perfect, whole and complete as they are. Mm. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the environment within which we exist. Um, I'll, I'll use South Africa as a mm-hmm. context. You know, you did speak about depression. There's also a clinical component to depression mm-hmm. where people are saying, I, I'm not self-loathing just because I want to be <laughs> self-loathing. I just am not able to switch on my happy um, my happy button, you know, and mm-hmm. just be okay. My serotonin levels, levels mm-hmm. um, you know, leave much to be desired. Others will say, I've been a victim of serious uh, injustices. Mm-hmm. There's there's some 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 very very important social degradation that that goes on in our society Mm -hmm. and we're a product of that society and so when you have all these things in one big melting pot and then you say to somebody simply love yourself Mm -hmm. it becomes such um, a huge challenge a huge Mm -hmm. task how do you in your professional capacity sort of unearth all those things dig out Mm -hmm. all the that gunk all that um, uh, junk that has really polluted our minds Mm -hmm. and has really hurt people and traumatized Mm -hmm them you know how do you go through all those levels and and find that that that, that sweet spot that says i now love myself mm. so that that's a good question and i think we must be very careful to oversimplify something that's mm. incredibly complicated right when i think about treatment of anything whether it's illness in the body or an illness in the mind like depression actually is or anxiety always take a holistic approach and it's the foundation of what i started my company with is that Don't take one approach. Don't just say, I'm just going to have a pull. I'm just going to see a therapist. I'm just going to do this. It has to be holistic. Mind, body, and spirit need to be worked on. So if someone is suffering from whatever, be it physical ailment of the body or uh, mental, emotional ailment inside them, I always say self-love is one of the keys to your healing. Okay, Mm -hmm. Because you can take any pull. And I think the, the, the... Research around the placebo effect is huge about this, right? Is that it's your belief in a treatment that makes it work. That that is a large component of of what it works. And no one's going to take away the chemical um, understandings. And even neuroscientists will tell you, we still don't understand the complexities of the mind. Mm. You know, so this is us digging almost into a more spiritual sense of understanding, okay, where as the person being afflicted, can I become responsible for my healing? Mm. Where can I? If I'm suffering from depression and I'm taking medication and I'm going for group therapy or seeing a psychologist or a life coach, whatever you're doing, what else are you doing? What are you eating? How are you moving your body? Have you learned to still your mind? Have you understood aspects of mindfulness and meditation? What is that inner dialogue going on? Because if you are trying to be better, if you're 
you're trying to bring happiness, peace of mind, joy back into your life. How can that happen? I'm taking a pull every day, but inside I'm putting myself down. I'm bashing mm. myself. All I'm thinking is our life never works out. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. What environment is that healing actually happening mm. in? So self-love becomes, I'm going to make this environment inside me as good as possible. So no matter the outcome, I know I've done my best. And we all have control over our mind. And we've never actually been taught that. So self-love actually says, I can choose the thoughts I'm thinking. I can literally switch out these negative self-deprecating thoughts I have. I don't have to keep looking outside of myself at my circumstances. I can decide how I want to see the world based on what I'm thinking and feeling right now. You know, there are others who will say, you know, I am very logical in, in, in the way that I'm inclined. Um, I'm practical. Um, I may be a boss. I'm a CEO. Uh, I'm a mom. I'm a this, I'm a that. And this whole uh, loving myself thing just doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. It's for other people, for happy, clappy people, etc. Who needs to practice self-love, mm-hmm. in your opinion? Everybody. Now, the way your brain works, being left or right brain, has nothing to do with it. What it has to do with whether you're a logical person or more emotional and creative Mm -hmm. has to do with how you take in the information. So to you, maybe saying self-love will apply to you differently. You might see it as a healthy sense of Mm self-esteem. That's very logical. I need to see myself in a positive light. There's nothing woo-woo or soft about that. The emotional people will get into the deeper aspects of being able to go to the mirror and say, you know, I love and approve of you exactly as you are. They could use affirmations. The tools just become different, but it is no different. And I think if I look at my own family, where I have a dad who's very logical, left-brained, um, you know, a rational individual, and the rest of the females in my house, which are naturally more emotional, the message still gets across. My dad just interprets it differently Mm -hmm. because positivity is positivity. Everyone wants to feel good, but how do we do it? And that's why self-love becomes such an important topic. And you know how you know this? Have this conversation with your kids. That's how you'll know it is organic and applicable to everybody. Children have a natural sense of self-love until the environment they grow up in starts to change their thinking. So if you want to take a very organic test, look at children. You tell them that loving yourself is important. The child will be like, of course it is. Look at them. A child never puts themselves down. A baby can be sitting there with their boop out, like completely messed up, snot on the face, Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. That child will see themselves in the mirror and still smile. Yeah, to what we say. Yeah, it's true. And why do we look at that and smile? Because something in us, and that's where we came from, remembers that. We remember that before we had anything, before we had degrees or money or status, we loved ourselves unconditionally. There was a form of self-acceptance. We have to return to that. Mm. Now, does that mean we don't change ourselves for the better? Does that mean that there are no areas that we approve upon? Not at all. You see, self-love says, I'm going to change, but not from the point of hating myself or from negativity. Mm -hmm. We are so used to that stick mentality. Listen, if you're a brown person, you were probably given hidings at some point in your life, right? (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) So whatever you learned that, and your parents did that because they they understood that that's how you improve, right? There has to be discipline and it has to be negative. It must be fear-based. Now, we know research is showing that doesn't work anymore. Mm. Look at kids now. Kids now are calling their parents out on what they're doing and be like, you want to tell me to do this, but you aren't doing it yeah, for you yourself. You say don't hit somebody else, but you hit me. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's things like that. So when we look at that aspect, we say, okay, what is the basis we want to improve upon? 
Do we want to be mentally and emotionally beating ourselves up all the time to get ourselves to improve? Then we want to know why we have no sense of fulfillment when we achieve anything, mm. right? We always feel like there's a moment of celebration, but it's empty. We get empty success. There's no sense of peace and fulfillment in our accomplishment. Whereas if I love myself, I'm like, you know what? I love myself so much. Of course, I want better for me. Mm. I'm going to start looking at my faults from a point of growth, not from a point of view of there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You wanting to grow and change just means you want improvement. We have to get rid of this wrongness mentality. And that's what self-love does. Yeah, I love it. I mean, for example, if you would like to lose some weight, it doesn't come from a place of, oh, yuck, I'm so fat and I don't like this and look at my rolls or (laughs) spare changes, etc. It's by starting off saying, you know, oh, I have, you know, a body and I'm Mm. grateful for that. I have arms, I have legs. You know, they could be a little bit better, but they function and they work. And for that, um, I'm, I'm grateful. Mm. How do I improve on that? Exactly. So from a place of love as opposed to a place of, of self-loathing. Now, very quickly, you did mention this, but I'd like us to elaborate as we wrap. Mm. Uh, when you speak about self-love and how it then spills out into our other relationships, I see it all the time. You know, who would you rather be around? A boss who is comfortable in their own skin and therefore not threatened by your uh, talents and gifts and accomplishments or a boss who is so intimidated by everybody around them that they have this pull him down or pull her down syndrome where they can never give credit where it's due. And that's also a manifestation of not being able to love yourself. If there's anybody who's coming up in the ranks and they're doing very well, when because you don't love yourself and you're not comfortable in yourself, you're constantly trying to pull him or her who's climbing the ladder down. You know, um, you're not able to be a catalyst for change because you're threatened by those around you. Mm. That speaks to those insecurities that people have because they don't accept themselves. Mm. So very quickly, when someone has self-love, you want to be around them because mm. they make you feel better mm. uh, about yourself. Mm. How are the other ways in which self-love sort of play themselves out, maybe in a family dynamic mm. or in a social space? Right. So in a family dynamic, self-love shows up as total self-acceptance of every family member. Mm-hmm. What we often try to do is we judge our family and we say, this person's a good person, this person's a rubbish person. And if we can only change them, this family will have harmony. So self-love says, listen, I have faults and flaws and so do you. I was not put on this planet to change you. I was put here to love you. But also loving you means loving myself. So perhaps there's certain family members you need to have boundaries with. That's a form of self-love, right? I can still love a person. I don't need to be around you all the time because your negativity could be affecting me, right? Mm -hmm. So in a family situation, that's how it shows up. You become a more conscious, aware individual. In friendships, this is a big one. A lot of people have empty social lives. You have friends for social media, Mm -hmm. but they are not your soul brothers and soul sisters. They are not people who have integrity that you can depend on. Now, when I love myself, I can see through that in an individual and I don't judge you. I just know what energy vibrates with yours. I understand that if I love myself, it's a full whole energy. That's what love feels like. It vibrates very high. Fear vibrates very low. So it shows up in jealousy and backstabbing and uh, being inauthentic and speaking behind your back and betraying you. And so you will be able to see that clearly because Mm. everyone that you are seeing is seen through the mirror and the filter of your perception. So it helps you make better choices with who you have in your life across the board. Absolutely love it. Thank you very much for coming through. I really appreciate this conversation. That is Simone Naidu. Simone, very quickly, where do we find you? How do we contact you? The best place is to go onto my website, www.on-purpose.co.za and we're also on Facebook and Instagram at On Purpose. On Purpose, on-purpose.co.za. Let's wrap it up.